Welcome to another episode of This Is My Generation, a podcast full of information for parents in the early years of homeschooling who are seeking clarity and encouragement to get through the uncertainty of homeschooling and build a thriving education for their family. I'm Dr. Melanie Bisson, the founder and owner of Generation, a company transforming education for the six plus million parents now paving their own educational path for their kids, the next generation. We do this through our group coaching program, Harvest, where parents sow seeds of clarity in their vision and goals, reap the fruits that come from being aligned in your approach and programs, stay rooted in empowerment and thrive together in community. You can follow us on Instagram at underscore This Is My Generation. We are continuing our little mini series on cultivating clarity within uh, our harvest series and kind of focus on our our coaching program there. But if you're just joining us, uh, be sure to catch up on the previous episode where we explored the importance of having a clear educational philosophy and vision and the struggles that extend from that subtle lack of planning. Um, And please rate each episode, rate the podcast, let me know. In the comments, via email, melanie at thisismygeneration.com. If this is resonating with you and what you want to hear, because I'll be honest, I am sort of struggling with knowing what's really hitting the mark. If these overarching sort of introductory episodes with the broad sweep of certain topics are helpful, or um if it is time to do some more nitty gritty ones, if they're too long, if they're not long enough, um, just wanting to really strike that balance and make sure everything is super relevant for you guys. But so please let me know. Um, I'm enjoying it and I am hearing a few feedback comments. Um, but you know, we all get in our own heads when we're starting something new, just like <laughs> we talk about when we are. Um, starting homeschooling. And so now that we're three months into the podcast and I'm still doing it weekly, um, I'm enjoying seeing the little bit of growth that it's having. But, you know, I too get in my own head and I want to use this space as a way of being able to flush that out alongside of you guys, you know, and whether it's something you're working on on the side or it's obviously me sharing my own homeschooling struggles and, and things with Josiah, it's all it's all relevant, hopefully. So today, what we're diving into is another critical aspect of homeschooling, which is balancing the roles of parent and teacher. And it's a topic that I think gets overlooked, um, maybe like, quote unquote, professionally, <laughs> like academic wise, uh, research wise, but it's certainly a hot button among parents. And I think it's just so vital in creating a successful homeschool environment. So, you know, we hear the, the phrase like mental load a lot, right? Like we're most likely it's used in plenty of conversations in terms of like putting an umbrella over just the mental stress and to-do lists and this quote unquote burden that we carry as moms, like just juggling all of the things. Now in the context of homeschooling, I generally refer to it in a similar manner, but it's like the mental and emotional responsibilities that parents take on when they become their child's primary educator. But it then adds this complexity with this new dynamic of being both parent and teacher, right? Think about it, because as a parent, you've already had a multitude of roles and tasks to manage, right? You're the caregiver, you're the chef, the chauffeur, the problem solver. And then when you add teacher to the list, it's like taking on a second full-time job. Um, You know, I think like perhaps you've been in the middle of like explaining fractions or something like when the phone rings and it's a work call you can't miss or 
you know, your child like is just looking at you with this puzzled look and needs your guidance and like you're interrupting or they're interrupting you and then trying to get back on track after that is difficult. And I think like for me this week, it was shifting our schooling time because I had a meeting at noon and that was the only slot available for my client, which is great, you know, because it's during my two-year-old's nap, but also during the five-year-old's schooling. So I had to shift what, what we would be working on and make sure he was prepped in advance for independent work. And it's just, it's all hard. And giving each full attention can be challenging in those moments. And that's, I think, when that mental load just becomes tangible, because even if you aren't a working parent, like we all have something, right? There's church responsibilities, food prep, bills and chores. Like maybe you're just managing multitude of siblings and, you know, a toddler and infant age or various grade levels. Like each of us has experienced the feeling of being pulled in multiple directions, you know, cooking lunch, answering emails, just trying to keep a vigilant eye on our child's progress. We're constantly just conducting this symphony of tasks and it's overwhelming. Um, you know, the, the mental load is an integral part of the homeschooling journey. And I feel like even today, I'm just, as I'm recording this, like I'm giving myself a pep talk as I go through it because I'm feeling it this week, you know, like I, and I felt it last night. I subbed at the dance studio um, that I used to teach at full time prior to, to getting my master's. So it's, it's been like six years, but um, I subbed last night and we had some thunderstorms and stuff. People were a little bit late. Uh, and, and just didn't show up. I just felt this like just sort of weight and lull. And I was like, oh, like we're at that point in the year where you're like six weeks in and like the newness of everything is weighing, weighing off, like for the students, you know, being back in school. But then also like you look ahead for a break and you're like, shoot, it's not really coming until Thanksgiving. And so you're just like, uh, and I feel like that sometimes even with homeschooling, like for me, like Josiah and I are now in this routine during Levi's nap, like things are going well, but I also like have this weight that I know that a lot of this is still review from the kindergarten level work that he did last year. And we're definitely progressing faster on the the reading and, and he's working through those things. But like the phonograms are new. Like I haven't really introduced anything where I'm like teaching, teaching new, even like the math, um, like there's been hints of it here and there, but like he, it's most of it is spending the time from the summer, just bringing it back to the forefront for him. So I even worry about this stuff, like, you know, putting the things in place now for being teacher is really going to matter when we start getting into him learning, learning new things and and what that all looks like. Um, and so, you know, the mental load is obviously just, it, I, I say all that because it is an integral part. Like it's just, it's there and it's, and it's going to stay, but we don't have to be fearful of it, right? Like we have to recognize its parts and then learn strategies for working through the common stressors and situations. And that's what I love helping parents do the most and, and in our harvest program, because I feel like sometimes so many of you know, the, the coaching programs or the influencers on Instagram and all the things make it seem like there just isn't a mental load and you can just do this with ease and it is perfect. And it's like, no, it's, it's a lot of BS. Like it, there is a, a lot going on. There's a lot of moving parts and you're going to feel those stressors, but we don't have to be afraid of it. And it's what we do with it that matters. Right. So in terms of what we're talking about today, like 
I think one of the most fascinating just aspects of homeschooling in general is that shift in parental authority. Because in a traditional school setting, like teachers have a particular role, right? And parents have theirs. But when you choose to homeschool, those lines are blurring. And now we talk a lot about how that might impact us as parents. And I've worked with parents in the decision-making process who have done like pros and cons lists when, when deciding to homeschool. And they've considered the weight of like this duo dynamic on them. And we'll circle back on that with like what it has to do with us as parents. But what happens to the kids mentally? I want to start there because the impact on them is equal, if not more important, I think, due to their just brain maturity and navigating control of their emotions and so on, especially in those elementary years. I mean, like imagine how your child perceives this change, because regardless of the parenting approach in your home, like mom or dad, who was once solely the caregiver at home, is now also the one setting the quote unquote school rules, assignments, grades, like it's it's still just a challenging transition. And it can be quite a mixed bag on how kids perceive that. Like some children might embrace the idea of having their parents as teachers, like they see it as an opportunity for more individualized attention and closeness. But for others, like it's very challenging to navigate. They might have a tough time differentiating between when mom or dad is in quote unquote teacher mode and when they're just mom or just dad. And that can lead to confusion and even resistance to homeschooling. You know, your child is used to mom or dad being the one that they turn to for comfort and support. There's like a trust and safety there, right? And this is especially true if they were already in some type of structured daycare or formal school setting prior to making the decision to to homeschool, right? Because they've established those mental boundaries and expectations, you know, and suddenly that same person is now assigning math problems or spelling tests. And it's a bit like a rule reversal and it can take time for both parents and children to adjust. And then on top of that is that added layer of authority because in a classroom, teachers have a certain level of authority and students are accustomed to following their instructions. And at home, like though children might test those boundaries more, like especially if they're not used to seeing us in this new role, like yeah, you have discipline and, and behavioral expectations in the home, but like with learning, it's different, right? It's, it's crucial that us parents navigate this shift in authority with patience and understanding and clear communication. And, and it's easier said than done. Like I, I just, I can't emphasize that enough. So I hope you, you feel and, and see that I'm in it with you. And I think that's part of the uniqueness is that, you know, oftentimes people are, quick to say like, well, you know, you can only learn from somebody who's been through it and been there and done that. But oftentimes they are neglecting the lessons and the things that happened when they actually were going through something. And I think that's what makes what I'm doing unique and valuable in a sense is that, yes, I have like the professional work and I take my corporate career responsibility in sales and business development and all of those aspects combined with my doctorate in education and my experience there and, and understanding the homeschool decision-making process and developing my framework from that through all my research and my, my interviews with participants and just all of the lengthy work that I did there. But it's not just me telling you that anecdotally, like I, I am here now in it with you going through these same things. So Anyway, so when I speak of like these challenges and stuff, I'm obviously speaking of it from the same. And there will be things that I share that like do really work for us. And then there's things that I'll share that don't. And because we all 
homeschool with different approaches and different philosophies on education, it's obviously going to be unique, but we can still have clarity in the process. And that's what I love about what we do in Harvest and our four steps of sowing seeds of clarity and then getting aligned in that. And then we get to reap those benefits and thrive together in community. So, you know, there's obviously no shortage of challenges, you know, that we face when we're juggling these parent-teacher roles. And you've heard me call myself a recovering perfectionist. Like, I know it can be so easy to fall into that trap of thinking that, like, you have to excel in both areas. But this all-or-nothing mentality will absolutely lead to burnout and often leads to feelings of inadequacy, I think, first. Like, you're already playing mental gymnastics, planning lessons, managing schedules, monitoring progress. Like, the goal is to prevent ourselves from being on a never-ending, like, tightrope walk. Like, you can't do everything, regardless of who you're seeing, what you're watching, what you're reading. There's only 24 hours in a day, and it's not uncommon to feel a mix of emotions, like pride, self-doubt, excitement, frustration. Like, you're going to question if you're doing enough. You'll probably worry about falling behind or feel guilty when you can't devote as much time to teaching as, like, you would like. Like, you're not enough. And that's okay. It's like one of my favorite lies that culture and society tells us women and moms, but like, that's a story for another day. Like we alone are not enough and that's okay. It's what we do with it that matters. And, and many of us are here because we want it here, like in homeschooling, because we wanted more control over our children's education. And one of the researchers I cited in my own published work, um, She had done a study that focused on the motivating styles that teachers adopt in homeschool and public school context because she wanted to understand the instructional dynamics of the growing homeschooling trend. And what she did was conceptualize a teacher's motivating style along this continuum that ranged from highly controlling, where like the teacher pressures students to behave in a specific manner, to highly autonomy supportive where the teacher just supports the student's ability to problem solve and make decisions. And they, they did this mail-in survey and it was completed by 223 recipients. So it has a really good number and it was split evenly relatively among homeschool teachers, public school teachers, and then pre-service teachers. And what it found was that school context significantly affected the, the teacher's self-reported motivating style. And it, it's, and it supported this researcher's hypothesis that homeschool teachers were orientated more towards the controlling end of that continuum. And, and there's others that support this too, but I say it now because it's important to recognize the ways that we might be exercising that control that we might not normally do in the home with our parenting style and approach, right? Like I'm, I'm going to, to have some deep dives on this too, and we work through it in the Harvest program, but I wanted you to remember that you're not alone in this, right? So whether it's like the mental fight you're having with yourself and the shame and the anger you feel about your lack of balance between the two roles, or if you're wondering ahead of time, like how this is going to work, like we've got you because we, the majority of us are here because we want that authority. We want that, that control, the right to exercise our own educational rights for our children. Uh, but it's just going to look wildly different for, for each of us. Uh, but we can still learn effective strategies on how to manage that together. 
But I think knowing our tendency to go towards that style of teaching, even though it's very, it could be very different than our style of parenting, um, is an important one. And, and when it's backed by research and has some other claims to it, I think it's just, it's helpful that to know that we're not going crazy. <laughs> um, okay. So how, so now what do we do with this? Like, how do we effectively manage this mental load and find balance in this dual role as parents and teachers when it feels like just such a lofty goal? And there's many, like obviously, but big picture for a second without making this an hour long episode is I think setting boundaries is crucial. Because it's tempting to let homeschooling spill into every aspect of life. But I, I do believe that it's essential to establish like designated teaching times and breaks. And this doesn't have to look the same every day and every month, but it should align with your educational philosophy and your, your just approach to homeschooling. And it should be communicated often. Like, okay, um, unpopular opinion maybe. Like, yes, homeschooling can be a way of life, right? Like that beautiful homestead where... Everyone is baking happily and navigating, living this abundant life at home, learning throughout the day. But like for many of us, like we're choosing to homeschool again for authority over our child's education because traditional school options were no longer favorable for, for a variety of reasons. And we're schooling in the midst of our own chaos, right? Like we're working parents, there's younger siblings, we still have busy outside commitments that you know, didn't shift now that we're homeschooling. And for us, yes, it can still be a way of life that we grow into, so to speak, you know, in ways that align with our educational goals. But it's also in many ways, like another task for us as parents, right? And so in this way, like setting boundaries with our kids, and what our expectations are for our teaching time is critical. Like, Josiah knows that we will read in other air, like read in other times of the day. We're going to do our memory work in the car. We're going to cover Bible and science and other areas of our week. But like our 90 minutes during his brother's nap is focused time on reading and math. And I have strict expectations around that time. Like usually when I don't have a meeting, like I mentioned earlier, but like I communicated early on what those expectations were. And yes, like I work with him wherever possible to make it fun. But like my job is not to bend over backwards to make sure he's happy and comfortable in every moment. And, th and that's just our family and our academic approach in general. So he only sees subtle differences between me as a parent and me as a teacher. But if I was a soft, gentle parent and then tried to lay down the hammer in a math lesson, he would rightly be confused or vice versa, right? So one of the most powerful tools in managing that mental load is that communication, like specifically just open and honest communication with your kids. Because when you communicate your expectations, plans, and your goals clearly, it's just going to alleviate stress for both of you. Like they're going to have a better understanding of what's expected of them during quote unquote school hours versus just regular family time. And you're going to be less likely to guilt yourself over their listening or their effort or your attitude or whatever it might be. So, so boundaries and don't worry, like we'll, we'll be diving into this more. Um, but you know, for the sake of time and everything, I, I do just want to keep giving you these nuggets of things to sort of mull on. And then as we dive deeper, you'll know where you want to take your focus. Um, you know, self-care is obviously another vital element. And, and I don't have to tell you this, you know, but prioritizing our well-being, both mentally and physically is important. And to tell you the truth, like I totally suck at it right now. Like I've been great at it in the past, but this is a different season right now. And I feel it. I mean, I feel it in my need and desire for for control throughout the day, like the little temper flare ups. And I have to remind myself that if I do the things 
that I don't want to do, like get up at 4.30 to prep and work out and those things, then I will have the things that I want, which is a more balance in the mental load. But I mean, it's easier said than done, right? Like we have, we have to maintain some type of healthy work-life homeschool balance or burnout is completely inevitable, right? Like, but I'm not big on the cookie cutter, cliche, self-care, love yourself stuff because it's always a little too artificial for me. And being honest, like I've personally experienced that I can do all those things and still not be at peace because I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And so like, that's what it was for me. And so I don't like self-care as this must have like umbrella, but I do think parents should real should set realistic expectations and not strive for perfection, right? Because we have to remember that just like homeschooling is not about replicating a traditional school environment. It's not about replicating someone else's homeschool environment either. Right. And that was a really big aha moment for me because I knew I didn't want it to look like traditional school, but I underestimated how much I would find myself shaming and having these little feelings of like, I'm not doing enough and these little guilt because of watching the way that other families homeschooled. And that I wasn't filling the time with you know all of these other abundant activities and the cooking and then this and that, like, it's just not me. And, you know, the kids get a little bit of extra screen time or we are outside at a park all day and I don't want to tell them about what they picked up or, you know, we're not doing a microscope with a bug or any of those things. Like we do it sometimes, but you know, it's not constant. So anyways, all right. So that that's where I want to wrap it up before I go too far down the rabbit hole, because, <laughs> because the intent is just to bring attention to these dynamics and begin sowing the seeds of clarity on what we can each do to make our homeschool environments and mindsets healthier. Right. So, all right, check back for part three that's going to be the really cool stress relief roadmap. Um, And be sure to rate and check in, send me an email. And until next time. If this is resonating with you and you want to be free of the uncertainty and overwhelm, then hop on over to thisismygeneration.com and join the waitlist for our harvest program or check out our early bird special. Doors open September 25th and myself and Dr. Katie Scott are very excited to help parents get out of their head and get in sync with their homeschool vision and plans. Our four-step process of sowing seeds of clarity, reaping the fruits of alignment, staying rooted in empowerment and thriving in community include all the concrete ways to overcome the common mindset challenges homeschool parents face and move you into a growth mindset that will trade the uncertainty and overwhelm for calm confidence. And don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast and follow us on Instagram at underscore this is my generation.